Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel is now partnering with the Mazodcast, offering you the best Mizzou gear on the market. All you have to do is enter the promo code Mizzou, and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. So do it now. Home Field Apparel, the best stuff you can get. Well, hey there, Colin. Howdy. So it's uh, week two, college football. It is. We lost to Alabama, but we were uh, pretty upbeat about it last week. And you still feeling that way? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get down on what you saw because it wasn't it wasn't anything flashy or it wasn't some significant, magnificent piece of talent or some sort of... Yeah, no reason to think we're going to like win the East. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything that was not hard to replicate. It was basically just sharp football. You know, yeah. it was obviously coached, practiced football. You can do that whether you have talent or not. You know, so I just feel like uh, that kind of thing doesn't have an expiration date. You know, you can't injure good coached football. Sure. And I think, you know, after having watched that, the first thing I was really excited to do was see this team play well against a team not named Alabama. (laughs) Yeah. Looking forward to it. And in week two, we get that chance because uh, no team is less Alabama than Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The Karen of SEC football. That is right, and I think everybody would agree with it. Yeah, we have been going after them pretty hard on social media because, uh, I don't know if our listeners remember this, but we hate Tennessee. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's not like the, just us. No. Because we certainly get a lot of love from a lot of other SEC school fans when we go hard at Tennessee. I think everybody knows Tennessee sucks. Like, their fans suck. When you have a real garbage fan base... Yeah. Everybody knows it. I mean, yeah, Phil- yeah the sure. Philadelphia Eagles have a garbage fan base. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they're well, bad they're, people. They're devoted, but awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, if a meteor hit, there are certain yeah. places that it would hurt the country, and certain places <laughs> that it would help the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so, maybe Knoxville is a, is a meteor town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. No, well, it makes all the sense in the world. Like I said, it's it's... <laughs> I feel like it's pretty ubiquitous among all of the teams. We all know how much Tennessee fans suck. Yeah. Everything about Tennessee sucks, except their dog, who I kind of like, Smokey. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, we had uh, Saturday Down South's Adam Spencer joined us to talk about this Tennessee game and whether he thought that Tennessee sucks as bad as we do, and how could he not? So I'm looking sure, forward to yeah, that. I feel like that's a... I feel like I know what he's going to say already. <laughs> uh, it's always good to talk to Adam. He's been on the show before, and uh, Saturday Down South has always been good to us. We're also going to have Caleb Bungar to make his uh, weekly Caleb the Greek pick of the week. He, uh, I'm going to tell you what, Brennan. Yeah. Nothing made me feel like it was football season more than uh, listening to the first midweek and hearing the Caleb the Greek theme song. I'm like, it's here. I told it's him here. tonight. I said, I just love that theme song. And he went 5-1, and one, so he was crowing tonight. Yeah, he was crushing it. <laughs> yeah, he had he missed one game. He t- picked the over on the Vandy Texas A&M game, and uh, that was of course completely wrong. Turns out they wrong. both suck. <laughs> yeah, so he he learned that the hard way. But other than that, he's doing good. So. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. If you're on Bet Online and you're betting Caleb's picks, you're making real money. Yeah, you are. Well, parlay all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's, let's make yourself rich. Go big or go home. All right, Colin. You want to get into it now? Start the let's summer, bitch. M I Z. Z O U. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Ryan with the time. The pass. It is And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the back. This is the Mazzotcast. On the line now with us from Saturday Down South, once again, Adam Spencer is joining us. Thanks for being on the show, Adam. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. What did you think of uh, Alabama last weekend? Mizzou got their ball rolling and gets the uh, best team in the SEC. Yeah, I didn't think that it was too bad. You know, overall, I'm taking away a positive attitude from it. You know, there's definitely some stuff that I didn't like, but when you only lose 38 to 19 to the number two team in the country, like that's not bad. And it was, you know, especially with the crazy off season that everybody's had across the country. And it was always going to impact teams with first year head coaches more. And I mean, other than Mike Leach, you know, they went Oh, and three. So, uh, you know, that's, and Mike Leach, you know, got to play LSU who everybody having them ranked number six was insane. They lost, an NFL roster's worth of talent to the draft and opt-outs and stuff. And just everybody's like, oh, yeah, they recruit fine. They'll be fine. But no, no, no. <laughs> that's not how That's not how this works in the SEC. So I picked Mississippi State to cover the spread. I didn't pick them to win, which I wish I would have. But, you know, I also picked Mizzou to cover the spread because I thought, you know, this is going to be a decent team if you give it time to work. But when you play Alabama out of the gate, yeah, 39 to, or 38 to 19 doesn't look great, but – when you dive into it, I'm pretty pleased with how the team looked. Yeah, we recorded immediately after that game, and our initial reaction was pretty much like what you're saying. I mean, we were yeah, we lost by <laughs> several touchdowns, but we we not only beat the spread, but like there was a lot of good to be taken away from it. And everything, like you said, the short practice schedule, having the new coach, everything was against Mizzou doing well in this game, and they they played a respectable game. I mean, we play Tennessee coming up. I'll ask you about that, but like. I want to see how Tennessee would go against Alabama in week one. 38-19, that's a tough achievement, honestly. I mean, Alabama, you talk about having an NFL roster's worth of talent. They've got an NFL roster's worth of talent. Yeah, and you look at the, like, I had an Arkansas fan in my mentions saying, you know, it would have been 100-3 to if, if Saban had kept the defense in the whole time and hadn't let off the gas pedal on offense. And I do think that Alabama let off a little bit on offense. I think they could have, you know, covered the spread if they wanted to and had kept, you know, going strong with Mac Jones and Jalen Waddle. I mean, we couldn't stop Jalen Waddle for anything and Najee Harris too, but you look at the defense, they had their corners, Sertan and uh, Job 
were both in for nearly the entire game until that last drive. Dylan Moses played well into the fourth quarter. So if anything, Mizzou put up 13 points on Alabama's pretty much number one defense there. And, and then this the last touchdown on the final drive, it was twos against twos. So, you know, that's a positive too. Our backups took it down the field against Alabama's backups. You know, that's a positive in and of itself. So I I liked the offense. I know it's weird to say when you only put up 19 points, but Sean Robinson looked really good. He looked like a guy who can who can run this offense. The thing that I didn't like at all was how many speed options they tried to run against Alabama. Like there was one play where where Robinson went left with the ball and immediately he he made the read not to hand it to the running back going straight ahead because there were two defensive linemen there. So he pulled it, ran to the left. There were three guys converging on him and one guy who was already like on the pitch man. And that's the one where Robinson fumbled it out of bounds. It's just like, you can't run that play against an Alabama defense. And they tried to run it four or five times. Yeah. I think the triple option, which can be an exciting way to watch football. And it may be an important part of Mizzou's offense this year, but it certainly isn't going to work against a team as fast as Alabama. And I think it was probably wishful thinking. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. For drink to even put that in the way he did, and and right out of the gate, I think the first play from scrimmage was a triple option play. Um, And guess what? Uh, They couldn't turn the corner. (laughs) Nope, there's no corners against Alabama's defense. Yeah, and and I'll be, um, I got bad news for the Arkansas fan that was in your uh, Twitter mention. Alabama's second team is better than Arkansas's first team. You know what I mean? Big like, so so that they can say whatever they want, but uh, Mizzou's going to win some games. That's my takeaway from all of this was that I think that, you know, three was sort of the Vegas line of about Missouri wins, but I, you know, I know it's not setting the world on fire to say you're going to get four wins, but I can see that happening pretty easily. Three or four wins. I'd, I'd agree with that. And uh, yeah, just 
an underrated part of this is that they lost three starting offensive linemen from last year. And so if you look at Robinson, he had like zero time in the pocket mm-hmm. there. He was either stepping up or he was rolling out. And the times that he didn't, like he made, he completed two incredible passes, like side armed with the defender putting his helmet in his chest. Like mm-hmm. those are the kinds of plays that, that good quarterbacks make. And he made, multiple of them on Saturday night. So I really think that this is going to be good going forward. I think that they need to, I think Drinkwitz is going to eventually figure out what works in the SEC and what doesn't, because that triple option, you know, might work in the Sun Belt and even in the ACC when he was at NC State, but it's not going to work against your elite. I don't even think it's going to work against Tennessee because Tennessee has a lot of athletes all across that defense too, you know, so so I think that once he figures out what works, what doesn't in the SEC, he's going to have a heck of an offense. And I think Sean Robinson's absolutely the guy to run it moving forward. And Larry Roundtree looked good, too. So that's a great one-two combination. Yeah, I think that uh, Robinson was getting a lot of heat on our social media feed immediately following game and during the feed. And we tried to say basically what you're saying in our show in the immediate aftermath of that game was like, that guy was in a war zone. Regardless of what you think or you're going to think about Sean Robinson, you didn't get to see the normal circumstances here. The fact that he had enough poise to even ever move the ball with guys in his kitchen all night long was positive. And and I am curious to know what you think about Bazalak because he's, of course, the other option we have at quarterback, and he made some good plays too. Of course, both of them had some uh, errors, but what was your takeaway from him? Yeah, I liked you know that, that drive that he had in the fourth quarter. His first two throws were... I thought there for it, and I, I don't know what the receivers were doing. He had one that it looked like, like I think it was Elijah Young who just sort of stopped running on it, and then the next pass, I forget who the receiver was, but that also looked like it could have been catchable. Um, so I don't know what happened there. So, but I liked the offense that they ran when Basilak was in there because that's what I want Sean Robinson to do. Like I, I wrote in a story on SDS today that. I think that they should eliminate these, you know, option plays and just even a lot of the design QB runs, because I think that Robinson is going to be more successful if you put him in a situation like Bazelak was and Bazelak, you know, stepped up in the pocket on that last play, saw that nobody was in the middle of the field and just took off to the end zone. Like now imagine Robinson doing that, you know, that he's going to have even more of those options and he's going to be a great runner when the play breaks down. He even showed that against Alabama's elite defenders and he scrambled away from a number of them and just, you know, there's just nobody downfield open on, you know, Alabama secondary with two to three first round picks in there. So, you know, that's not his fault. That's not the receiver's fault. That's just Alabama being a college football playoff contender and Mizzou not quite there yet. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we, we had mentioned that uh, Robinson to us looked like a more competent Kelly Bryant, really. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I know Kelly was battling injuries a lot of last year, but, and, battling a Derek Dooley offense but yeah <laughs> that's that's uh you know that that's definitely fair that's what I think that's the the poison just the the potential that Robinson showed this week was what we were thinking we were going to get from Bryant for most of the year until you know he was doomed from the start with those injuries and yeah. that just lingered all year in Derek Dooley calling plays so yeah yeah I I agree with that. So, you know, for Mizzou to win more than three games this year, they're going to have to steal one from somebody. And I feel like our first opportunity is coming up this weekend against Tennessee. Tennessee pulled out a win against South Carolina uh, in week one. It's so tough to 
sort of measure where these two programs are based on who they played, I feel like. Tennessee beat us by four last year. We've had Tennessee's number in years past. What do you expect to see from the Mizzou-Tennessee game on Saturday? Yeah, I think that that's going to be a much closer game than people think. I think the opening line was, what, Tennessee by 13 or something like that? Yeah, I, I, so, I take that money. Yeah, I I think that it's going to be a one-score game either way because Mizzou's defense also played pretty well. They made some plays. Yes, it's impossible to tackle Jalen Waddell, but that's going to be the case all year. You know, Devontae Smith had some nice catches, but I thought that they did okay on him. He only had eight catches for like 89 yards or something like that. So that's not a ton. Like he led, I think he was the leading returning receiver in terms of yards per catch in the SEC. If he wasn't, he was up there, Um, but he was big play machine last year and they held him to 11 yards of catch, which is a lot, but that's, you know, pretty mediocre when it comes to what he did last year. So I think that Mizzou's defense is going to play a lot better against Tennessee. You know, Jared Guarantano didn't look special against South Carolina. You know, those receivers, they lost a lot from last year. So, you know, the secondary should be fine. And the running game is what concerns me. But, you know, Mizzou has Nick Bolton there. I, I just think that Eric Gray is going to be a really good player before all is said and done. But, you know, Mizzou does have the players on defense to sort of hold him in check. And if so, then, you know, we could get another, like, I, I would say, like, a, another game like that one against South Carolina. You know, if it's 31 to 27 either way or even lower scoring 27 24 something like that that's what i'm expecting anyway yeah no i thought uh, i thought gillespie played well um, manuel played well of course nick bolton played well it gave us a lot of confidence going in and you know i, I like i said i would take that money against tennessee I, I you know who knows what's going to happen but it was uh i don't know if i would have picked missouri against tennessee prior to the alabama game but i think i have a lot more confidence about it now so um beyond the missouri tennessee game we saw a lot more of the SEC. Obviously, everybody played conference games last week. And uh, Florida and Georgia, I guess those are the two main contenders for the East. Georgia struggled a little bit with Arkansas early, but righted the ship. Florida had trouble containing Lane Kiffin's offense, but they put up a lot of points. They both looked good. Do you have a favorite coming out of the East this season? I think it's still incomplete at this point because i do think they just announced today that jt daniels is cleared to play now finally and you know i don't know what changed from saturday to today but you know apparently now the doctors are giving him the go-ahead to get in there so i do think that he's going to start this weekend against Auburn, and i want to see him play before i make any declarations because georgia's defense was outstanding as advertised and florida's offense was great as advertised with you know, the Kyle, the Kyle connection there connecting for four touchdowns. Kyle Pitts had a heck of a game and, uh, and Kyle Trask, I mean, he put his name into the Joe Burrow type of Heisman contender here. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, and I know people are down on Florida's defense, but Ole Miss is going to score a lot of points this year. <laughs> like they have talent on that side of the ball. Elijah Moore is incredible. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Jerry and Ely is one of the best versatile running backs in the in the entire league and you got two quarterbacks who could start almost anywhere in Matt Corral and John Rice Plumley. So, you know, I'm I'm really high on the on the Rebels this year, but you know, so I want to see JT Daniels. That's the X factor here. It's just if he can get that offense going a little bit more. I mean, Dwan Mathis, they had a short leash for him because I think that he could still 
be a factor before this year is done. I don't think you're going to win an SEC East title with Stetson Bennett, the fourth as your quarterback, but you know, he played well, he played well against Arkansas and if, and he didn't make many mistakes, which is all you got to do with that Georgia defense. But yeah, I'm going to wait until after this week to say for sure. But if you, you know, if you had a gun to my head, I'd probably pick Florida right now. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. It was exciting to watch Plumlee and Corral line up together on the same play. Uh, you, you knew Lane Kiffin was back in the SEC whenever they were pulling that kind of shit. Yeah, and uh, I mean that was funny too with uh, Lane Kiffin's face mask in the in the first half. He had a yellow and purple one on, and it was uh, people were wondering if he was wearing an LSU mask, but it was apparently a Kobe MJ dual mask, which is just awesome just very lane kiffin and then they broke out the turnover cash bag on the sidelines there that like yeah uh, old miss is going to be must see tv all yeah. all year long no matter who they're playing the whole state with mike leach now especially after his big lsu win i mean those that's two coaches who do not mind the spotlight and they're going to be second and third fiddle because Deion sanders just <laughs> landed in uh, jackson state too so yeah a lot going on in mississippi but before i let you go i guess i want to ask you a more just kind of holistic question about the tigers based on the short amount of time we've had to see them we felt that just outside of obviously uh, robinson had the fumble and he obviously caught his own pass and tried to throw it again and then bannister missed the punt but other than those three sort of forgivable, maybe, first week screw-ups, it just seemed like it was a more sharp Mizzou team that played, you know, the, the talk has been that they, they they didn't give up. I mean, I think that's a little bit of a, a bullshit sports talk, you know, whenever you're got a first-year coach, you say that. But they did look like they played all the way through. They seemed excited about the final touchdown of the game. They, they seemed to hit hard on defense. And, you know, the, Barry Odom's teams just had – dumb penalties they missed tackles they dropped balls they never seemed very disciplined and this did seem like a pretty sharp team even though they lost heavily against Alabama did you see that am I crazy do you have any takeaways regarding that notion yeah I think that I think you're spot on with that that looked like a crisp team yeah they made some mistakes in key situations you don't want to give up a possession on a punt like they did you don't want to you know you don't want to have a penalty like that at the end of the half where you, you know, throw a ball twice. And, uh, and I know that he took a Robinson took a big sack when they were in, like on that first drive that ended in a field goal, the first scoring drive for Mizzou. And yeah, you would like to see him, you know, make a better play than that. But when you consider against Alabama, the number two team in the country, it was an encouraging performance. I'm moving forward thinking that this is a, at least a three wins. I think that they showed enough this week. They showed enough heart. Drinkwitz isn't going to let, them have any slip-ups like they did against Vanderbilt last year, which was just just a demoralizing loss to Vanderbilt last last year. I think that they take care of business against Vanderbilt this year. And then I think they're going to surprise some teams along the way. I mean, it could start this weekend. I would probably still pick Tennessee, but again, in a close one. And then, you know, then you get, I know Kentucky's coming up on the schedule. I think that the Wildcats looked vulnerable against Auburn. You know, everybody was picking them all of the SDS guys picked Kentucky, except for me, of course. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. But uh, Kentucky's vulnerable, I think. There's wins out there to be had. Arkansas is obviously on the schedule again. That's So there's three right there. If you can beat Vanderbilt, Arkansas, pull off an upset against Tennessee or Kentucky, or both, you know, who knows? The, the way I, I saw, there's no reason that Drinkwitz's offense can't continue to improve. 
And that's the big thing. And the defense is always going to be solid. I mean, they still have Ryan, Ryan Walters as the defensive coordinator. He's been, he's been great. So they have athletes on that side of the ball and I'm confident moving forward. I think that you're right. They didn't make any stupid mistakes overly. A game like that against Alabama can get really sloppy, really fast. And they never did that. So that's, that's a big takeaway. I agree. Last question. Do you think Alabama belongs in the SEC? It's been plaguing us. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> when you think SEC, Southeastern Conference, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thinks Alabama. You see these national maps out there, and they always you know, have Mississippi labeled wrong. Mm-hmm. They, sure. have, uh, they put Mississippi over like both of those states. So you know, just nobody really even considers Alabama on a national scale anymore, I don't think. so. Oh, yeah, I think that's the wise choice. I mean, I, I think you know, the national media – Probably first of mine comes up. I may, maybe Missouri's not first, but it's in the top three. And Alabama's, I think, it, it's a debate that rages on. Let's put it that way. When you think Southeast, you think Missouri. That's right. for sure. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. All right. Thanks for joining us again, Adam. Hope you have a great season locked away in your quarantine. And uh, I hope you're enjoying this SEC football season that we didn't know if it would even get here. Super excited. Can't wait for another game on Saturday. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thank you. There's an old boy down in Tennessee Big dreams between his ears Gonna watch his boys play ball today Over 17, 18 bears Got an ashtray full of GPCs Got stained up fingertips But fellas like old Jimmy here Is the best they got to give It's a great butt hug of Dixieland same damn song by the same old band Half with checkered overalls Tennessee can lick my balls Well, the boys just got the brains kicked in That gum, that forward pass So we found some kid on a message board Gonna threaten to whoop his kid ass But it's all downhill from Jimmy here That short-term memory loss by Monday, he's the most trouble-free fella that you run across. It's a great butt plug of Dixieland. Same damn song by the same old man. Thick can't swig in melon balls. Tennessee can lick my balls. There's a tooth in his head for every win they're going to get on Saturday. A whisker on his chin for every poor star kid that they're gonna have to pay. It's a great butt plug of Dixieland, same damn song by the same old band. Burned out muffler mating calls, Tennessee can lick my balls. The city of Knoxville, lick my balls. Dollar tablecloth looking in zone, lick my balls. Smokey the blue tick hound my ball Tennessee can lick my ball And on the line now, as with every week, Caleb the Greek is here to give us his picks. 
Caleb, how are you doing? Oh, doing a million. You would be. I think you went uh, five and one last week. Five and one. I'm fucking Scrooge McDuckin' at my house right now, just swimming in hundred. <laughs> well, I feel like a five and one's particularly impressive this week, given the fact that we have not seen anything out of any of these teams, and they've only had like 12, 14 practices. So, like, we really were betting blind. So, uh, the overs were good to you. It was, except for that Vandy and Texas A&M game, which they had a total of 29 points. It was the worst football game of the week. Should have never bet that one. I've watched Vandy play in person. They drag every other team down to their level, which is dog shit. That is true. We've seen Missouri get dragged there many times. Uh, thank God for the hot chicken in Nashville, or I'd have killed myself on that trip. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it and play the theme song. It's time once again for Kill of the Greek Pick of the Week. Some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. By the way, that is a fucking great theme song. Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> Who have you got for us this week, Caleb? All right, let's. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna go Big Twelve, and then after that, it's all SEC all the time. It just means more. A registered trademark of the Southeastern Conference. First game up: Texas Tech, Kansas State. Over under sixty three and a half. Go over. <laughs> The Red Raiders are a scoring machine again? Uh, sure. Why not? I mean, them and Texas put up 110 last week, I believe. The over-under on that game, I think I gave you, was 70-something, and I said they were going to blow that out. And they did. They beat it by 40 points. Get a defense, assholes. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, take the over on this one. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. If Texas couldn't stop them, Kansas State, Bill Snyder's aren't doing it either. All right, let's do the 2005 Kansas coin. We're going to see if Caleb can be any better than an inanimate object with complete 50-50 odds. Uh, this week, the coin is taking heads as over and tails as under, and the coin thinks under. All right, I like it when you and the coin are fighting out of the gate. I'm going to put that son bitch to bed early this year in the coin. Pocket change trash call. Um, okay, SEC time. Ole Miss, Kentucky. Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point dog in this game. So I just don't understand this one. I'm having a hard time with why they're a dog. Kentucky didn't play well last week. But I think uh, I think Ole Miss getting those six-and-a-half points is your bet. I like that bet. I, uh, I saw Ole Miss put 35 points on the number five team in the country last week. They sure as fuck ought to be able to do it against Kentucky. Kentucky's trash. I believe so, too. I I went past that game because I thought it was Ole Miss as a favorite, then went back to it and went to two different sites. But it's not a misprint. Maybe Vegas knows something I don't. You know, I usually tell them how to do this, but... Uh, it's, uh, that's six and a half they're getting. Take that. That's easy money. Alrighty. Okay, we're going to ask the coin this time. Old Miss will be heads and Kentucky will be tails. And the coin thinks Old Miss. It agrees with you on this one. Well, Even the coin can't fight that obvious no, pick. I, I, think that's, I think that's my lock of the week, Brendan. I think that one's there. Alright. Uh, you heard it here. Lock of yeah. the week. Lock of the week. 
So next game, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's giving up 17 and a half points to Arkansas. I think Mississippi State takes care of that 17 and a half. Arkansas is not good. Mississippi State looked damn good last week. So 17 and a half looks like a short road to get to. So take that game. Take Mississippi State covering those 17 and a half there. They'll, uh, they'll, win, they'll win that game by 28. <laughs> Yep, I think that uh, is also a good pick. Uh, Arkansas has not shown us literally anything in the last 10 years. So why wouldn't you take it, especially after uh, they dismantled LSU, did Mississippi State last week. So, all right, the coin is going to take Mississippi State as heads and Arkansas as tails. Arkansas <laughs> likes those points. Ooh. Caleb, you picked two Mississippi games already. I'm really looking forward to your first, I guess, what is it, Jackson State with Deion Sanders game you're going to make a call on one of these days? Yeah, I keep uh, waiting on something like that for Dion there. You know, I can't wait to do that game. <laughs> I really want to watch. I hope Deion Sanders gets a bunch of his old boys and they all coach positions. It would be great. Like next year, two years from now, we're looking at Jackson State as a number two team in the country because everybody wants to go play for prime time. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Neon, Deion. Michael Irvin's doing rails of coke off kids' helmets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that video of him uh, being introduced to the Jackson State fans and students? No, I did not. Oh, my God. You're going to have to check it out on uh, social media. It was uh, the most elaborate sort of parade, I guess, for a guy that you're ever going to want to see. <laughs> they, they, uh, well, they pulled out all the stops for uh, Neon Dion. Well, when you're prime time, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. You get treated right. You get treated like you deserve. <laughs> All righty. I assume you're out of Mississippi for your next pick. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to Georgia and Auburn. Good game. So, game of the week, probably. Game of the week. Game of the week. Uga is favored by six and a half in this game. Mm-hmm. I like that six and a half there. I think Uga covers that six and a half too. <laughs> Hey, Auburn's a good team, but I don't think I don't think they stick with Georgia that close. So I'll give it. It may be a nine point game or a ten point game, but I just don't think Auburn hangs with them. So I I take Uga to uh, spread that out to at least ten. Take that. All right, Georgia struggled early against Arkansas, and Auburn struggled early against Kentucky, but both righted the ship and looked really really good. So the coin is going to take Georgia as heads and Auburn as tails, and the coin thinks. Auburn. Oh, you guys are fighting it out this week. I'm, I'm eager to see how you do. Who's it going to be? Good, good. Well, one last game, and uh, you kind of talked me into this one earlier. Tennessee's laying down 10 points to Mizzou. Mizzou's owned Tennessee. I mean, owned them. Bought, paid for, saved the receipts. Yeah. Owned them like a like the fat old lady on the street on six chihuahuas owned them. <laughs> this game just looks enticing at 10 points. Missouri Tigers ought to be able to beat them. Not only cover that 10, but beat Tennessee. There it is. That's your bold prediction for the week, and I like it. It's Caleb's hot take of the week. 
think Tennessee won by four last year, and it was the first time they'd won, and I think four tries. They struggle, and Missouri plays well at Neyland, and I think they should certainly play well in an empty Neyland. Yeah, it's not going to be 100,000 people singing fucking Rocky Top all the time. Uh, well, Colin and I were talking about it earlier today, Caleb. Can you imagine if Drinkwitz does give us this wonderful gift and, and beats Tennessee in Neyland Stadium after we've given them so much shit on social media this week? Can you imagine how good the sour grapes are going to be? I mean... Oh, those grapes are going to be Cabernet. <laughs> it's going to be the show of the year. You know what I mean? People are going to tune in just to hear Tennessee fucking wail and moan and cry. Oh, it's going to be good. I, I look forward to this more than anything. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah week is a great week. It was like in the Big 12, Kansas week's a great week. I've just switched it over. It's always good when you get automatic win weeks, you know? Yeah, it's great. They always try to make Arkansas our, our big rival. I really want to be a rival with Tennessee. So. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay, well, let's do the coin here. Heads Missouri, tails Tennessee. The coin thinks the volunteers will pull it out. Of course it does. It's a Kansas coin. Yeah, absolutely I do. That's good because, like I said, I go ahead and win these games. The coin basically can't catch me the rest of the year. It's done. That's right. Well, 5-1, oh. and one, it's a great start. And uh, we'll see if you keep it up. Bet with Caleb, of course, on Bet Online and uh, make some money. Jesus, free money. Take it. Free money. I mean, you'll make more money doing this than you would by raising horses. And I hear those guys make shit tons of money. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's where the money's at. All right, Caleb. Thanks very much. Thank you, Brendan. This has been Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. I've seen rocky mountains and great lakes. I've stood beneath a redwood tree. But wherever I go, my heart aches For a place called Tennessee Oh, come with me Where the whiskey flows like wine And the meth labs are divine Sweet tobacco grows And it's picked by poor Negroes in Tennessee Well, it's a place where dueling banjos play And the mountain folk run free All the children can spell KKK But cannot spell Tennessee Oh, come 
me Where every cheek is filled with chew And no one's ever seen a Jew Dogs are deep fried. That's the reason Elvis died, Tennessee. Another year, another uh, Tennessee song for our fans. Wonderful. Just wonderful. What'd you think? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we've had many, many, many guests on the show, be, be it Tony Kornheiser or Booger McFarlane and Chris Doring. And I tell you what, Adam Spencer is as good as any of them. You know, I enjoy when we interview him. Well, I certainly agree with him when he likes the Tigers. Yeah, I do too. How can you not agree with that? <laughs> We're a likable bunch of son of a bitches. No, I think he is a very reasonable media personality in an SEC world, which reason and logic are not heavy. And that's why we got him on the show. And that's why we only have the best guests, unless we can't get one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Caleb had five more picks for us. He's feeling really froggy. Yeah, I know how that goes, Brennan. You have a good week of gambling? Boy, you know? Yeah, I mean, Colin. the fever. You, you had some luck on week one. I was like, that money you won is going to cost you in the long run because now you got the fever. <laughs> well, it hasn't yet, but it's getting closer. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be a loser by the end of this thing. If I know you. I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. All right. Well, it's uh, 11 o'clock Saturday. We're uh, kicking off against Tennessee at Neyland Stadium with no one in there. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Hashtag Tennessee Karens. 
<laughs> That's right. Hashtag Tennessee Karens. Uh, Vol Twitter is not a fan of us, and it's <laughs> it's going to be so great if yep. Brink can give God, us if this. We get to play sour grapes, Brennan. Oh, it's going to be maybe the greatest game of sour grapes. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it may be the greatest game of sour grapes we will ever play. <laughs> I'm afraid of paying for the bandwidth. I think we're going to have we're going to break the bank <laughs> on uh, listenership if people are going to tune in just to hear the moaning and wailing of Tennessee fans, <laughs> the gnashing of teeth. <laughs> well, I can't wait. So, drink. It's on you now, buddy. Here's to you, Coach. All right, M I Z Z O U. And uh, maybe so, Knoxville is a, is a meteor town. 